0: Welcome all to episode number eight of the clutch. And boy, do I have something special planned for you guys tonight. You guys all know him from the naked sports channel and from his show called Title Town Throwdown. Welcome in, everyone. You know and you love him, the loud and awesome Nick LeBlanc. Woo! Uh, applause, hey, who
1: are you calling loud?
0: <laughs> wow
1: we'll Okay, fair enough
0: <laughs> Alright Nick, how are you doing on this very fine Wednesday night, evening, wherever everyone is Not not too bad, buddy, yourself I am doing great as always And Nick, you love to talk about
1: this Bruins lose in
0: 6 to the New York Islanders What are your
1: thoughts to this? First off, we already bitched about them on Saturday We to bitch about them again <laughs> might as well do it on my show yeah. all right well kind of what I covered up on Saturday about the Bruins loss when I was just really all amped up about it. and I'll, I'll repeat it again but at a much calmer tone because I've because I'm now officially over it right the Bruins only did this themselves right when your top line is only scoring a Bergeron Parstock, Marshawn, and dies like, Creechie and Taylor Hall just go MIA. They just have, they're just nowhere to be found. Your third line is completely invisible. I forgot they're on the ice 30% of the time. Your <coughs> fourth line did absolutely nothing. And then your goaltender literally just threw in the towel and said, screw this, I'm out of here. So... what when you get production from only one line, yeah, you want production for your top line, fine. But when your number one goaltender who says he wants to come back, but he puts out a pathetic performance like that then blames a hip injury that he got last August in the bubble, really, really, you're telling me as a Bruins fan, you want to bring him back? I, I sure as hell don't. Do you?
0: No, definitely not.
1: No. So when you're... $7 $7 million goaltender in Tukaras says, oh, I've been dealing with the, this type of injuries, need surgery. I want to come back, but I'm not going to be ready till January or February. <laughs> keep your ass in Finland. I don't care. Keep, keep, keep your butt in Finland, for all I care. I'll take my chances with Swayman and Vladar, or if you want to, as a veteran presence, bring back Jaro Halak. Fine. Whatever. But roll with Swayman. Roll with the Rookie. I'm, I'm, I defend the rest a lot In some portions and other times I have Just completely absolutely crapped on him Done Like done. I, I am I am done with the two Arras movement Tudor can go pound sand for all I care right. I, I do not want to see him In a Bruins uniform The next time I want to see him step foot Inside the TD Garden Is, a visit, is as a visiting member of a team And he does boot out of the arena After getting lit up for six goals
0: Exactly. I agree with you. I don't want to see Rask in a Bruins uniform. He didn't show it in the second round of playoffs against the Islanders. It seems like he was basically giving the Islanders the goals. And, And most of the goals were on crappy opportunities. If you talk about it in the second period, those two goals that the Bruins gave up shouldn't have happened.
1: No, I mean the goal in game three, he gave to Matt Barzal. I I give him a little bit of slack <laughs> there. He he had it initially, and then he lost it. It was underneath his pad. Barzal saw it, and was able to touch it underneath his pad. It's like okay, that's fine. Like any Mark Andre Fleury can give up that goal every now and then. It's like okay, he had it, he lost it, and it ended up biting him in the butt. It didn't it, it didn't hurt the Bruins in that game surprisingly. No, Look, if you're a two supporter, you literally have to ride his ride him constantly and say, oh, well, he stole you the Washington series. Okay, yeah, he did steal you the Washington <laughs> series. When the hell is he going to steal you a championship? This year is his golden opportunity to steal you a championship, and he literally just took a big, fat turd on your face.
0: Exactly. You know, I I, I knew it in game six. I said it on my show that I had faith in the Boston Bruins winning Games Game Six and then going home for Game Seven. Seems like Boston wasn't really going to have that happen. It seemed they didn't really show it. Not in Game Six.
1: And what killed the Bruins in Game Six wasn't because of penalties. They got more power play opportunities than the Islanders. Just lack of phys- physical play, lack of energy. They had no energy when they tied it up. It's like okay, they got some momentum. When the second Islander goal went in they patted and said, okay, we can't come back from this. We're done. And then they proceed to give up two more goals after that, go into the room four to one, and you just knew that this is the final 20 minutes of the 2021 Boston Bruins.
0: Exactly. And, you know, they showed it, that they didn't want to play in a game seven. Their lack of offense, their lack of defense, you know, only scoring on power play goals, which is great, but it's great when you play – on regular, and you score on 5-on-5. Five five. That's what the Bruins need to practice. If I'm the Bruins, I would practice that in the off season. Yeah, you guys are in Cancun relaxing right now, but you guys need to work on your stuff right now as and a
1: boss. What, what else are the Bruins, too, is that they had no depth at, def, at defensemen. Your you're quote-unquote, one of your top three guys in defense, Kevin Miller, dude's a hockey version of Tony Romo. He can't stay on the goddamn ice for, for Pete's sake. So he... So he's already useless. Carlos useless. He's been banned in the head twice already. He's done here. Matt Grizzlick's Matt Grislyk stings. Michael. Mike Riley. To see why he came from Ottawa, he sucks. So really, your top two guys were Grizzlick and McAvoy, and yet it was really McAvoy who was the only defenseman who could actually put a stick in front of someone else and, and block a shot. Now look, you bring the now look the circles back to. Both to the Bronze Lane, Troy Krug walk and Chara walk. Both guys gave you depth and durability. They never got hurt. They never missed time. Look, you weren't gonna bring back Troy Krug, unfortunately. Sad, sad but true. You weren't gonna bring him back. But you see the contract that the Capitals gave Chara? You're telling me you're trying to give Chara 800, 850000 bucks and say, Here you go. It, you're, you're, yeah. gonna be a top two, you're gonna be a top four defenseman, second line. Defense, but you're going to alternate with with Carlo McAvoy and Grizzlick. You could have right. easily done that. Yeah, yeah, he's 44 years old, slow as molasses. His fat ass gets into the way, but at least he gives you depth and he gives you durability because the dude never gets hurt in 50s of, of all the games that the Capitals play this year the 56 plus the five in the playoffs, which gives you the nice. Old, odd total of 61 games. How many, one of how many games did and Char missed? How many? One. Wow. He missed one game. Out of 61 games, Sudeo Chara missed only one. He played in all five playoff games, and he played in 55 of the 56 regular season games.
0: Now, was he injured because of one of them? Was he injured?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he took a a shot to the knee. A couple days, he was fine. Right, but exactly. Of 56 games, he misses only one and plays in all five games against Boston. He could have done that here. He could have really- done that here, plus an additional six. Exactly. It, that's what aggravates me about this. Now, look, do I blame the Bruins for wanting to go internal? No, does they have young, good pieces internally? But internal peace is only to get you so far. You need that veteran presence out there. Knock on wood. Exactly. Like, I, I think Chara's done. To be brutally honest, I think he's retiring. But if he wants to come back for more year, Washington says we want to go in a different direction, <clears throat> just bring him back. Just bring Chara back home. Say, here's a one-year deal. Second line defense. He'll get your minutes. Done. You don't have to, you, you can pay him peanuts and he'll be happy.
0: Exactly. It was kind of weird seeing him in a Washington jersey. I mean, it, it was, you Burped know. my heart. Yeah, because you're a huge Char fan and, you know, to see him be signed to the Capitals. It was kind of like, you know, Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was kind of weird.
1: Well, I mean, different situations, obviously, but. Brady willingly left because right. he was being forced out by the coach. Exactly. Char got forced out by the organization.
0: It was kind of sad, look, like you know.
1: And look, I don't blame Char for signing the new team. He wanted he, he clearly said he wanted to play. Bruins didn't want to Bruins wanted him, but not in the role that Char thought that he wanted. And I don't blame the Bruins in that aspect, but I also don't blame Char in that aspect either. So it's what it is.
0: I mean, it really is, you know, it seems like Boston sports have been hurting with, you know, letting go of big guys, as in Mookie Betts, as in Gordon Hayward, as in Zidane Char So we all saw this kind of happening in the Boston world of sports.
1: In a, 13, in a 13-month span, right? <laughs> Boston sports teams said goodbye to at least 20 great athletes. Exactly. And, and the domino effect was Mookie Betts. The right. bets in price trade was the domino effect. Then it was Brady, then it was Gronkowski, then it was Hayward, then it was Chara, then it was Cr- and it's just a domino effect after that. It really,
0: you are correct. It does feel like a domino effect of Boston teams, you know, losing their top players. Thank God we didn't trade away or this or David Ortiz signed elsewhere, or that would have really hurt hurt my heart if he would have been, you know, say if he got uh,
1: I think it would have broke everyone's heart of the Red Sox let Poppy go,
0: <laughs> right? Or if but you would have
1: signed- be- uh, go ahead.
0: No, no, you, you you go. You were saying something. I,
1: I I think you know there wasn't really much of a market for Ortiz, which is why it was easy for the Red Sox to sign him, and it was easy for Ortiz to just say, "Yeah, I'm just going to stay here."
0: Exactly, because imagine if, he, if if we even let him go and he signed with the Evil Empire, I I would have lost uh, so total uh, respect.
1: yeah. Uh- uh, it probably would have been the one time I would have gotten a Yankee shirt in my life. <laughs> the one time just for the one player. Even though I would have been puked into my you know I would have been puked into my shoes and sending them to and sending them to Jersey Street at the time. But but if you think about it, with Ortiz's standpoint, if Ortiz went anywhere outside of Boston, he was just gonna be used as a as a bench guy, like possibly play occasional first base, pinch hit. And it'll be occasional, occasional DH. He wouldn't have done the at bass like it he was here in Boston, where he was the everyday designated hitter, and he played first base like three times a year. And that exactly. was it.
0: Well, I mean, I couldn't so, imagine him being anywhere else but Boston. Like, like, like yeah. he doesn't even fit anywhere. Not, not that I can think of. Like, not, not in Kansas you know, City. The,
1: the only place I would have accepted Ortiz <laughs> going going to was back to Minnesota. That would have been yeah. it. That was yeah. it.
0: Back to the team that drafted him. Yeah, of course.
1: It, yeah, it would be yeah. Obvious. If, if Ortiz went back to Minnesota to finish out his career, I would have been totally fine with it. Yeah,
0: easily. You know, he was drafted there. He played well there for a couple of years. He played with Torrey Hunter. And then we, we got him in a trade, and the rest is history.
1: That signed him as a free agent, and uh, Pedro was uh, able to get him a job.
0: Thank God. Thank God, Mr. March.
1: And then halfway through that mm-hmm. season, the rest of finally came to the senses that Shea Hillenbrand sucked. And then finally, got Ortiz <laughs> in at DH. I, I
0: totally forgot we had Shea Hillenbrand. I totally forgot that we had him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be down as one of the greatest Hall of Famers first ballot for sure. If nobody votes in first ballot.
1: The only problem with Ortiz is that he'll have a hard time getting in first ballot because he was a strict hitter. And he didn't play the field. But, you know, but he was I'm, the main hitter. It, the, the, Oh no, that's probably will we'll probably you know him in first about his clutch, the championships, the awards, the all star, the all star damn appearances. It's a Danumen shame we never won an MVP. But you know, he when was last time it doesn't? When was last time it does, does hero won an MVP award? I'm trying to think of who, but I don't think I can think of any. No, no one. <laughs> so, they know exactly. Exactly my point. No DH in history has ever won a ever won an uh, MVP. <laughs>
0: I think the most funniest David Ortiz moment is when Dustin Bajor was at his uh, retirement party, and he was telling the roast about the pee-wee. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, just back to the, Bruins, back to the Bruins for you. You want to jump to the next thing. The Bruins have three key understitled free agents coming up. Yeah. Mr. Rask, who I say, no, look, look, bye-bye, bye-bye, take your sorry butt back to Finland. I don't care. David Krejci and Taylor Hall, of those three, I bring back Krejci and I definitely bring back Taylor Hall. It seems I, like it. I definitely bring back Hall for a on a nice long term team friendly deal. Bring Krejci. I'd only bring Krejci back if he's willing to take a team friendly deal, like a one year. I don't know, two and a half, right. three million dollar deal. Correct. I'll, only certainly on that deal. Shoulder <clears throat> ass forget about. It. Like, bye. Uh, we'll we'll see it never.
0: I mean, I could. I mean, out of all teams, I could probably top three. I could possibly see them going. Probably Pittsburgh w- wouldn't be a bad option.
1: Yeah, d- just go to the Kraken and call it a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, release the Kraken. Why not? I mean, probably the Kraken Penguins. E.T. It-
1: and. No, not Toronto. Although I mean, Toronto like a although Toronto like a do over on him because, they, courtesy of, of a Phil Kessel trade, the Maple Leafs traded, Ra- traded Rass traded to the Bruins. Exactly. And, and how's that? And, and how's that turned out for Toronto? Not so good. The the, the only thing with Rass is this: can he win you a round or two? Yeah, he can. But can he lead you to a championship? No. And Toronto wants to win now. <laughs> the only the only problem going to is gonna have is that. His defense traps the bet on when they get to a three a three one series lead or a three goal lead in a game.
0: Exactly, and, and and that's terrible for Toronto. They they need to work on that.
1: This is a team who hasn't won a playoff game in almost twenty a, a playoff series in almost twenty years. Right two thousand four was the last time the Maple Leafs got out of the first round. Exactly, and it's been since our parents are kids when they won a when they won a Stanley Cup nineteen sixty seven. Wow. My, my my dad was nine years old when the Maple Leafs last won the Stanley Cup.
0: Damn, that's what's up.
1: That's how long it's been.
0: Jeez. Oh. Well, that was a great segment, Nick. Thank you for talking about the Bruins, as always. You, you love to get your hockey takes in. But when we return to the clutch, we're going to be talking about the Red Sox. And I have a very interesting Mookie Betts take that I want to get your in-depth analysis on. So we'll be back. This is a Clutch. I'm Devin Chalgani.
1: I'm Nick LeBlanc.
0: And we'll see you soon.
1: PREVACUS, SAYS THEIR NEW CONCUSSION MEDICATION Previsol HELPS REPAIR NERVES AND promote CELL GROWTH. THERE, WE CAN GET THE DRUG IN THE BRAIN IN LESS THAN FIVE MINUTES, uh, AND OUR PLAN IS, WHEN WE GET THAT DIAGNOSIS ON THE FIELD OF PLAY, GIVE THE DRUG NASALLY, GET IT IN THE BRAIN QUICKLY. WHEN IT GETS IN THE BRAIN, IT ACTUALLY GETS INTO THE NUCLEUS OF YOUR BRAIN CELLS, AND IT REDUCES SWELLING, INFLAMMATION, AND OXIDATIVE STRESS AT THE SAME TIME. When Jake and I first talked about this many years ago, my
0: one of my first questions was, will this help me? And he goes, no, this is for treatment immediately when a concussion, or you think a concussion has occurred. Yeah. Uh, the acute
1: problems that, that exist later on in life, uh, if we can take care of these at an early age and start getting some of these... Uh, things to our, our, our children and and grandchildren, you know, and we, I think we can make this, this game, our game, football, a safer place.
0: And so the whole goal is we're trying to make life, we're trying to make the game safer. And so Odyssey and this drug, we believe can be a game changer, a game changer in so many different ways. Yes, on the football field, in the game of football, because that's
1: where my passion lies, but also in the game of life.
0: Welcome on back to The Clutch. I'm Devin Telgani.
1: I'm Nick LeBlanc and Odyssey. and Odyssey Group International, you can find them at www.odysseygi.com. All right, Nick. The
0: Red Sox are on an amazing two-game winning streak right now. They are right a two-game now in winning
1: streak. St- a winning streak.
0: <laughs> hey, it's something right now for the Red Sox right now. I I, I wouldn't expect us to be in second place. <laughs> I really did expect
1: the, to be in fourth place the, right now. The fact that the Red Sox have 41 wins is a miracle.
0: They about to have 42 wins right now because they are up 2-0 in the bottom hey, of the second you, inning.
1: You, you Rose, say that now and look what happened last night.
0: Hey, it could happen. And, and Anything could happen in baseball. You never know. But it's really interesting to see how hot the Red Sox are right now. Would you expect them to be almost at 42 wins at one game back to the Rays for first place? We
1: expected no, that. I, I wouldn't no, 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 I thought. I thought the Red Sox being fourth place, you know, hovered around five hundred, like the Yankees, like the Yankees and Blue Jays are right now, and kind of just going with the flow of it, you know, zero expectations. But no, here we are. We sit here on June sixteenth. They're in it. They're right now. The season ends today. They'll be hosting the Houston Astros for the American League Wild Card game, which is amazing.
0: Well, I mean, I could definitely – I know this is early. We, we're only interviewing. – I'm saying this, but I could possibly see us making a nice little playoff run. I could see the Red Sox making that.
1: Uh, well, We'll see. I mean, you still, you still got tough opponents in it. You still got to play the White Sox again in Chicago.
0: That's going to be tough. You,
1: you had to play the A's in Oakland next weekend, uh, the, fall, the weekend after the Yankees series. You got to go out to Anaheim. You still have to go out to Seattle. Right. You still to make that, so you still have to make that entire West Coast thing. You, you have to play the Mets two more times in September. Who knows where they'll be at that time. But the NLEs is like the NFC East. The, the whole division stinks.
0: Everything glows, exactly. But it'll be interesting to see how well we can do out in the West Coast and against these NL teams, too. It, it, it
1: It's the NLEs. So first off, it's... Oh, it's Okay, competition—not not the greatest. I mean, you're not facing the Dodgers. You're not facing like a Giants. You're not facing a Padres or or Cubs or Brewer. You're not facing the hot NL teams. You're kind of playing the teams that are like, eh, they're lukewarm. They're just there for show,
0: right? But like the Marlins. Uh, the Marlins are a different story. The Marlins are the joke team of the NL. That won't win anything uh, unless there's 60 games. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, Maroons fans out there.
1: Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. 60 games. Yeah. It's, unless it's 60 games a 60 game season, you need to make the playoffs based off of luck.
0: Exactly. And no fans. But I'm happy. Fans are back. 100% capacity, basically, for all the MLB teams out there. You know, we're going to see some games, which is going to be so cool. Um, but the Red Sox right now, their season is just Hunter Renflow. It's just on a hot streak right now. He that's, had, that's
1: been a that's been a great free agent acquisition. I did yeah, you, I did try I I do try and bloom a lot of credit for that one.
0: I do too. You know I I, I was thinking to myself. You know eh, we got Hunter Renflow, You know he's an old San Diego Padre, old Rays. I was like ah that's a decent pickup. But then all of a sudden you see him throwing the ball all the way from. He almost has it. we kind of compare him to like a. He Vladimir, a yeah he has like a Vladimir Guerrero, Joanna Cespedes kind of. Arm out there, which is great. We need some arms and we need some cannons out there. You know, Verdugo has showing some great, you know, absence, which is great. PK, I give him a you know slow slump, but Renfro is just on a tear right now. Eight home R- runs. Renfro
1: has been a R- Renfro has been a great, great off season acquisition so far, and he's it, it, good to watch. And he saved he saved a lot of runs from from the outfield. He's really getting comfortable in right field at Fenway. He's getting real comfortable quickly. So here's the fun fact
0: that, that I just looked up before the show started.
1: Hunter Renfro
0: has 8 home runs and 31 RBIs. And Mookie Betts has 8 home runs and
1: 25 RBIs. The interesting yeah, thing is
0: Right, exactly.
1: That, but Betts is only hitting 250. He's hitting you see in 258. Not Verdugo is hitting 290 and Renfro is hitting like what, 280 something?
0: Something like that. Yeah. So, Someone yeah. called And and get this. Renfro is getting paid three point one million per year. You know how much Mookie Betts is getting paid? Oh, he, oh, his name paid out the nose. Yeah, he's he's getting paid twenty-five million compared yeah. to three point one million. Who do you think's winning think that sweepstakes he, right now?
1: Virgudo is still on his rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah, I have him for dirt cheap.
0: I think we have him for like what? One more year, if I'm correct, maybe. I think they like, I think like two or three
1: more years of so team control.
0: Yeah, because his first year
1: his they, first year is twenty nineteen, right? I believe
0: and we're eighteen
1: nineteen. One of the one of the You're two. Right.
0: So we have him for yeah. at least possibly two more years. At and, least another
1: two three years.
0: It seems like he loves it here. He loves the atmosphere. He loves joking around with everyone. He loves the home run card thing. He's he's interacting with Yankee fans, which is great and weird at the same time. But
1: he, he's loving it. Well, as a, as a talent perspective and just overall. Who would you rather have, Verdugo or Betts?
0: If you're actually telling me, Betts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Moody Betts said he would, and I uh, and I heard this on the radio on my way home today, so I'm going to use this here. If Moody Betts said that he would want to stay, would Alex Verdugo even be here right now? No. No. Well, may, maybe if you, if you smartly trade Ben to the Dodgers, stop Verdugo instead of trading Ben Attendee for Francie Cordero can't hit the back end of a flipping barn unless it's triple A pitchers.
0: He's in Worcester right now, which is great.
1: Yeah. So look, if Bet said that he wanted to be here, he wanted to stay here long term, would do you best to be here right now playing playing for the Red Sox. He wanna be out in LA. But but no, Bet's didn't want to be here. Dodgers paid him out the nose. He's struggling. Verdugo is making peanuts. He's having he's having a blast.
0: He is. Him and Renful are, like, the two brightest stars that we have on the team. And I want to say that about Devers and, uh, you know, Bogarts, too. But, you know, they're, they're contributing well. You know, Devers just hit not even two nights ago a walk-off, you know, single, which is great. You know, he's been playing some excellent but, defense.
1: But Verdugo's come up clutch all season long. He hit yeah. the game-winning home run last night that barely got out.
0: Exactly. And his excitement running around the bases, he felt like probably a little kid running around. Like, I don't, you know.
1: know. I don't think he knew that it was going to get out of there because the look on his face is like, I I just got under it. Ryan was like, hey, he's like, hey, on a minute.
0: <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I thought it was like a pop-up center field. I'm like, oh crap. I thought, I, just,
1: I thought it was going to be a deep. I thought it was just a deep fly ball center field, and I hear the Donald like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> and then I hear David Ryan saying, back,
1: like, oh, that's gone. And then Eckersley's like, oh,
0: I was like, oh, yeah, he 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 hit it out. He,
1: yeah, Eck, a- 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 yeah, a- I, I, I smelled that one coming. Uh, sm- <laughs> smelled what? What are you smoking in the studio?
0: Exactly. Oh, my God. I, I love Eck a- a- and all of his, like, you know, things that he says on the air. It's just like,
1: what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I mean, but, you know, JD's getting up there. You know, he, he has a little bit of a slump, but, you know, hopefully he can wake up soon and start hitting bombs like he, he has been before. But I'm, lo- I'm loving this team. Second place, about to be one game behind in
1: first place. I can't say anything but good vibes. It's a team to like because it, it this team gives you 2013-2018 vibes. It's a great team. You know, not, not not a lot of expectations out of them, and you know they go on and you know raise raise expectations for themselves. Right. Does Alex Four have something to do with that? Sure. 2013, if you look at that team, like, you know, they all banded together after the marathon bombing, which is absolutely true. They rallied around the city. They won a championship. 2018, I just think that, you know, you bring core in and change the culture, and that just got everybody rejuvenated. And that's right. that's why they went on to win 119 games in a, in a title.
0: And I think, so like,
1: Corda definitely has something to do with it, but it's also the fact that, you know, this Red Sox team got overlooked almost right away. Everyone's looking at, you know, the A's, the Yankees, even the Rays are dating more looks than the Red Sox. Red Sox put that right up on the bulletin board and said, all right, let's go out and prove some people wrong. So far they have.
0: And I think, you know, you just said it a couple of seconds ago, Alex Corey has been the spark plug that the Red Sox have been looking for ever since last season.
1: Alex Cora definitely had a comeback. He definitely had a comeback. But how long his leash is, it depends on how well, A, the team performs, and B, he gets caught in another team scandal because now baseball is cracking down on the pitchers with their substances. And, you know, if a Red Sox pitcher gets caught with a substance, the first man they're looking at is Cora. Exactly. So Cora has, Cora has absolutely zero leeway to go here. His leash is already short with baseball fans in general. How long his leash is with the Red Sox? Eh, who knows?
0: Exactly. I mean, it, it would really hurt my soul to see, like, you know, the Red Sox fire Alex Gore again for, like, another cheating scandal. But but the Red Sox aren't really known for cheaters. We really aren't. We're, we're not the team to cheat. Uh, uh, unless you're the Houston Astros, but that's another story to talk about. But... <laughs> Oh man, just just wait till we go to the Houston national games and we, and we get kicked out for that. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, but you know, going back on you know the Boston Red Sox, you know, they have a weekend series against the Yankees. That that's going to be tough. I think we we hopefully we can sweep. I, I was surprised that we went out to New York and we swept the Yankees. Not even.
1: I believe that, Yan- I believe that Yankee series is a four game wraparound series. Was it? No, uh, no, no, no. Next weekend it's four. I think it was, I believe it's a four game set. Ooh, that, if we could take four, no, no, no. If we could take at
0: least, I think we could take two out of four from the Yankees.
1: If um, you I, can I, split that, if you can split that series, with the Yankees will be in good shape.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't think we can go for a four game sweep. I don't think that's ever happened in a Red Sox versus Yankee series. But no,
1: no, ne- no. Next weekend it's just a three gamer.
0: Right, right. That's what I thought because I would have known if it was a four-game series. But it's going to be fun, you know.
1: I mean, before the sweep, in the last you know, 11, 12 games at Yankee Stadium prior to the sweep, Red Sox only won once. It was their first win at Yankee Stadium since, like, April of 2019 or something or, like, the divisional round in 2018. It was something like that. No, yeah, the last 20 Yankees series 2019. Does they lost all seven games of the Yankees in 2020 in New York, right? And and overall, if you took really from that, there were one in 11 against the Yankees in the last 12 games entering this year, and and look, the Sox thought the Yankees had a really good time. The Yankees were struggling, and the Red Sox were rolling.
0: I mean, what did we play the Yankees? Not even two weeks ago, or or was it a week ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, almost two weekends ago.
0: I'm sorry, but I know I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, but that was not strike three to Matt Barnes. Yeah, it was, to, oh,
1: uh, it was, oh, it was oh, absolutely not a strike three.
0: When I saw that pitch, I was like, oh, it's ball four bases late Then I was like,
1: oh, wow, yeah, I see strike ball. three.
0: Yeah,
1: I saw, yeah, saw strike three. I was like, that's a
0: strike. I was like, oh, well, I guess Angel Hernandez is behind the plate, too.
1: <laughs> I guess I, he's calling it. I don't even think it was Angel Hernandez. I don't think he was even in New York. That's the sad thing. <laughs> That's the true thing too. I mean,
0: we all know Angel Hernandez. I mean, Angel. I
1: mean, Angel Hernandez is horrible. He, oh my god. He's how terrible. Many, how many replays did they have to do during the ALCS years ago? Five. Yeah, yeah, tw- yeah. Twenty eighteen. Five. Five calls he made. All five calls are so overturned. <laughs> And we were blowing the Yankees out. That was the funny thing. Was, I, it was it was eighteen to one game. <laughs> we, it, it, I think we, I
0: think it was sixteen, and, and that was when Alex Gordon made the famous famous line. We scored sixteen, in Yankee suck on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that because that's a wei open for for the Red Sox all the time. I'm just like oh, I love it, it when it, I. Go it, out.
1: He's going 16 on the AT&T Stadium. Suck on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he said like before. I think like after we won the World Series or something like that. Yeah, just, yeah uh, he said uh,
1: that. Yeah, he said that after the series in New York. He said that after a, the series.
0: Oh my God. I mean, you, you just have to love Alex Cord. There's nothing that you hate about him. He's a great manager. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He, he's know what he's here, doing.
1: Here in Boston, very likable. Ous- right. Outside of Boston, mm, before the whole team thing came out, yeah, who wouldn't want to have Alex Crawford as their manager? Who right. wouldn't?
0: Ron Renicki sucked as our manager. I'm sorry, he, he was just I absolutely don't. terrible. I, I, I couldn't even believe that we, we had to have him for 60 games. That was like the worst manager out of you know Valentine I've uh, ever I, seen. I, I,
1: I, I Give me the choice between Bobby Valentine or, or uh. Renegade uh, Yeah, Renegade. M- a massive brain fart for a second. Yeah. Do you have a choice between Valentine or Renegade? I will take Renegade any day of the week, hands down. Please. I'll take Ron Renegade. I'll take my chances with that old bum. Then the bum that we had in 2012, boy, did he divide that team.
0: That was a team when, when we had – you remember when we had uh, Carl Crawford, Alex Gonzalez? Oh, it was,
1: it was Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, Beckett, Lester, and that team was just so god-awful.
0: We, we even had Nick Punto. That's our second baseman. The,
1: the, the Red Sox went 63-90. No, went 69-93 that season. That was
0: terrible. By far,
1: by far the worst season I've seen for the Red Sox in my lifetime.
0: It, it really was. And then I think I was at my friend's house tonight getting ESPN update, and, and it was that, that trade when we trade Crawford, you know, Adrian Gonzalez,
1: I, Beckett. I, I, I went I went to a Sox game the day after that trade. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's interesting because we got, like, no one good in
0: return. I think we got, like, oh, got like Jesse oh, Sands or whatever. I, I forget. Oh, the,
1: the, Red Sox, the, the Red Sox just got a bunch of schmucks from the Dodgers just to clean out, just a really clean house. That, that's and all I, they
0: did. I think the only known player we got from the Dodgers was like, oh wow, we got him, James Loney. That that was like the only yeah. person that I was like, oh wow, we we got
1: him. Yeah, for yeah, James role. Loney was yeah. James Loney like the only guy I knew,
0: and that was like,
1: and after, then. after his uh, like five week stand with the Red Sox, I think he like left baseball entirely.
0: I think Cause, he cause, yeah. I,
1: I think he like he went somewhere. I don't know where where the hell he went.
0: I think he went to like Tampa Bay or something like that. Any side, any side, yeah, it's Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I went to Tampa Bay, didn't do much down there.
0: And you know, I'm, I'm looking at my phone, I'm reading, I was like, we traded away three out of our four good players, and we get absolute dog water in return. That's like basically trading away Mark Teixeira and Alex Rodriguez to the Texas Rangers, and you oh. get like no one good in return. That's how sad the trade was with the Boston Red Sox and the L.A. Dodgers. It's,
1: it's one of well, the I mean, most
0: upsetting and saddest trades I've ever seen.
1: Well, I mean, it worked out for the Red Sox in the end, not so much with the Dodgers.
0: Oh, I know. Carl Crawford. <laughs>
1: did... R- 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 Carl Ca- 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 Crawford, you know, he did okay in L.A., but he stunk. Bet he retired midway through a season after he threw a no-hitter. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Because uh, th- he did okay yeah, I, after he threw no-hitter, he's like, I'm done. I, I quit.
0: It's like, <laughs> LA's not really the place I want to be. I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm going to throw my cleats.
1: Exactly <laughs> what it is. Gonzalez is there, stayed, st- stuck around for a while. I think he left in uh, 16, I believe.
0: Because I think he left.
1: For- I think he-, he retired. I think he, he retired. I thought he played for, like, the
0: Mets one year. Didn't he play with the Mets? He came back and, like... Played a Let series me of Mets. Me I, I might be wrong. My baseball analogies are sometimes right but wrong. But I think Gonzalez, <laughs> he stayed with the Dodgers and and he won like a couple of playoff games. Yeah.
1: I'm, yeah. Gonzalez did play for the Mets. I'm trying to, I'm looking that up right now. 2018, he last, he last played for the Mets in 2018. He played 54 days for him.
0: Yep. Yeah. He, he was there for like a short stint and then after that, basically was gone. But
1: yeah, he stayed with the Dodgers uh, through 2017.
0: And the trade happened when? In 2000.
1: 2012.
0: Oh, yeah. So he was with the team for like five years. And then after that, he he was just like, see you later. He doesn't yeah. want to deal with. I mean, Adrian Gonzalez, would, would you put him down as a top first baseman, like top 10 first baseman? right now
1: of all time sure no
0: not of all time
1: no no not even close
0: who would be your top three? No. Who, who would be your no. top three first basements of all time if you could say top three
1: i i, I don't know i don't know i'd have to think deep about that i'd have to i I'll write and check in on that one. I'll let you know another day. I had to think about that one. All
0: right. Next time I let you on my show, I'll ask you that. But uh, we're going to hit a quick break. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bruins. And then, Nick, I want to talk talk to you about a former Patriot and what happened with uh, his uh, son, if you know what I'm talking
1: uh, about. Oh, yeah. I, I've read this.
0: All right. So we will be back. This is The Clutch. I'm Devin Telaghani. And I'm Nico Blanc. We'll talk to you in about a couple minutes.
1: And, clutch. Devin, <clears throat> there you go.
0: Sorry,
1: was I freezing a bit? Yeah, yeah, you're, I think the Wi-Fi turned out on you for a second.
0: Yeah, because all of a sudden you were frozen and I was frozen and I was typing up something for uh, that, that I wanted to talk about. But we're back on to the clutch. Sorry about the uh, mishap, but it won't happen again. So, Nick, as you read down below, Vince Wilfort's son
1: arrested for stealing two of his Super Bowl rings. What are your thoughts on that? About trying to make a quick buck and doing it off your own father, like what? I- I'm sorry. Why? Like like that's my question. Why? Why would you do that to your own father of all people? That's what I'm
0: talking about. I mean, would you do like say if you're in Vince Wilfort's hands right now? Would you do that if your son like stole, like, say if you won three Super Bowls and he he stole three of your rings? Would would, would you call the cops and say, hey? My son stole three, three of my rings.
1: I've tried to him with a sledgehammer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh so, so you beat a violent hand, Gotcha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, so you went there. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 we all saw Vince Wilfork in the uh, Texan outfit. Just give him the overalls with, with a black hoodie. Uh, hot, hockey mask and a sledgehammer. He looks like the reincarnation of Freddy Krueger. Or uh, no, uh, uh, Jason, that serial killer didn't talk at all. <laughs> oh my god! It, it, if he wants, if he wants to be afraid, Krueger, then he needs like a, a big ass love of the claw <laughs> and just a really and just a really good makeup mask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! I mean, oh my god! You turn in your own that, son? That I would.
1: I would. You would. You, you still, you still three rings that I worked my butt off for to, to, to feed and support your butt when you were a baby, and this is how you repay me? Screw you! Have fun in jail. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I'd,
0: I, I would agree, but it's like, come on, your own son, really? What? It's like I'd understand if it was like a random like stalkers fan, like you know, trying to steal like you know two of your Super Bowl rings, well- but-
1: well, also, also too. I mean, his, his. I mean, I mentioned how much those those rings are worth.
0: Yeah, exactly. A
1: lot. So yeah, so his son probably decided, you know, wanted to make a quick buck and sell off those rings, make a fortune. <laughs>
0: Maybe he was looking for rent. You never know.
1: I, I mean, all I know is that you know if Vince, you know if Vincent if Vince's son does. Does get out of jail, which I think he has by now on bail. By Vince, I'm putting all three reins on and going, boom, it's for selling my reins, idiot. What the heck was that for, man? <laughs> like, seriously. Your own yeah, 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 say, yeah, saying, yeah, saying, a bunch with all three reins, clean, clean the reins off, will say, what the hell is your problem? What the heck is wrong with you, man?
0: I, 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 I do, a Chris Tucker. What the hell is wrong with you, man? I thought the hell out of you. Like, like seriously, <laughs> your own son steals your Super Bowl rings. I mean, he must have surveillance cameras all around his house or something. Oh.
1: Oh, or his son knew where, where does that put him to where does that put him to his probably showed him where they were?
0: Well, he's probably thinking to himself, you know, who out of their he's own. Thinking,
1: yeah, he's thinking, yeah, Wolf thinking to himself saying. I trust my own son. He'll guard these things with his life if anyone tried to break in and steal them. How's How the hell is he supposed to know that his own son's trying to steal his own rings and sell them off?
0: My only one option is he has to have surveillance cameras all around his house, living uh, room, bedroom, downstairs.
1: Yeah, he, he, he has to have them somewhere. I'm surprised he doesn't have them locked up in a safe somewhere.
0: That's what I would do if I was him. He, he's That's, what? I I'm, he,
1: imagine. I imagine Brady's son, one of Brady's sons, sneaking into his trophy case and stealing all seven of his Super Bowl rings.
0: That's what I'm talking about. It's just like man.
1: Now, now, now granted granted that, now granted that, kid will make a lot of money.
0: Oh, and he sold some of his jewelry too. I'm just getting the ESPN update. Mm, Wow! Wow! Thirty, no, three hundred thousand dollars worth of his jewelry. (laughs) Damn! Either either he's he's
1: I can't really imagine what he was trying to spend $300,000 for. I mean, why? I mean, here's the thing. Why would you want
0: to do something like that? Steal your own father's jewelry? Like, what's going on with that?
1: Uh, be, you got me, man. You got me.
0: I mean, th- this reaction from Vince Will for his own dang son. Family I, I, don't,
1: I don't blame Vince for calling the cops on his son. I really don't.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's my scenario. Think it, it about probably,
1: it probably hurt Vince in the process, saying I had to, I had, to, I had to call the cops on my own flesh and blood because he stole three viable items from me.
0: Exactly. I mean, it, it probably happened to him before with his son, and maybe like you know, Vince probably sat him down and said, "Hey, man, if you do this again, I'm gonna seriously have to call the cops because technically, you are stealing from me. These are my Super Bowl rings that I earned." You didn't earn them. You didn't play for the New England Patriots. Patriots for almost half a decade. But and it's just had, like
1: this happened a month ago, right? And we're exactly. just talking about it now. I know. <laughs> and so this, is, so this is Mike Reese from uh, on ESPN the right now. Yeah. Well, Will Forkson arrested last month in charged with stealing more than three hundred thousand dollars of his father's jewelry, including two New England Patriots Super Bowl championship rings. According to a police complaint released by the Davin by the Davinston County District Attorney's Office on Wednesday, police allege that Wilfork's son, DeAndre Holmes Wilfork, 23, sold the reins and other jewelry after stealing them.
0: So, so you were correct, he did sell them.
1: Yep, he he was arrested May 22nd. Well, howdy doody. But what, what, what makes no sense to me is this. He was arrested the 22nd. Yeah. Why are we hearing about this three weeks afterwards?
0: Maybe someone just forgot to put out the report.
1: Huh. Oh, yeah, right. Wilford's the- son stole some Bowl rings. That's kind of important. So according to the police complaint, Wilford d- d- told authorities that he did not report the jewelry missing or stolen immediately because he was unsure if it was packed in storage. On May 10th, he said, "On May 10th, he said he received an email from from a lifelong Patriots fan informing him of a post in a memorabilia group, saying that his Super Bowl reign, reigns were for sale, which led to the filing of a police report." Wow. Police made contact with, with the individual who posted the reins on the memorabilia group. The individual told police he purchased them from sum for sixty-two thousand dollars in 2020, oh last God. year. Jeez, man, what you own? The reins have since been turned over to police, according to the complaints. Thank God. But last, last year, last year's son sold his father's Super Bowl rings for $62,000. First off, what average Patriot fan has $62,000 laying around freely?
0: What, what take, do it, you do? take it, take
1: it, take it. Stop up and take my money. <laughs> I need to feed, feed my family. Here, $62,000. Please also discover that eight other pieces of Wolf silver were sold in March of 2020 for 4,600. So it's son did this over a year ago, and we're just hearing about it now. What is going on with the world? <laughs> you know, you know, the world is is just completely screwed when your own son's stealing from you, especially I your like own father's jewelry
0: and Super Bowl rings. For sixty-two thousand dollars, it's just like
1: man, I would have sold it for more. To be honest, I would have sold it for two hundred fifty thousand. Screw it. There's some idiot out there. It's it's like who would spend sixty-two
0: thousand dollars on a Super Bowl ring? I would at least sold it for a million. It's a Super
1: Bowl ring. A if, ring. If it if it's Super Bowl forty-nine, then yeah, about about. You know, about average market prices for oh four, you could easily get a million off of that, right?
0: Exactly. Oh my god. So he sold his
1: the fact that he sold them for sixty-two thousand dollars
0: and we're just hearing in about it
1: two thousand twenty. Last calendar year, when in two thousand twenty, it doesn't say, but the jewelry was sold in March for right. forty six hundred. So his son. For a short time, probably made a made a profit of sixty eight point six thousand dollars.
0: Oh my god!
1: He must have been loving that money because
0: I hope he can bail his butt out of jail right now with with I mean, making all that if he, money. If he has the sixty eight grand, that is. <laughs> if I was in school, I'd be like, uh, "Uh, that that money's mine. Thank you." <laughs>
1: yeah, if he has, if he still has some money by now. You know
0: how awkward it would be to ask for your own jewelry back. Because your own son has sold it, you know how awkward that would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, do I blame Wilford for violent, missing right away? No, because he thought it was locked up. He, he thought he had it locked up somewhere. But again, you get notified on May tenth when, it, when you realize it was missing the first time, that's when you go to your wife and your son, saying, "Hey, have you guys seen my Super Bowl rings?" What rings? <laughs> I feel. I feel like that would be you, you if, if, if that
0: if you were Vince some What rings? Your stupidity would say that. What rings? <laughs> well,
1: what, 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 wait, wait a minute! You you won two rings. I, I didn't all that. I, wait, wait! You were a professional football player. Wow! Well, wow! Have I been living under a rock?
0: You played for the Patriots?
1: No way! That's awesome.
0: By the way, I sold your rings. You did what? <laughs> that would be my reaction. <laughs> so I uh, so why do
1: you have sixty-two thousand dollars lying around? Um gambling. Uh-oh. Uh, uh so why do you have sixty-two thousand dollars here? Oh, I sold your civil rings. You did what? Uh I I think my girlfriend's telling me coming, Janine. <laughs> I mean, essentially, for his two rings, he got $31,000 for him easily. I, again, first off, what idiot here in New England has sixty-two thousand dollars just lying around?
0: I know I don't. I, I know you don't.
1: I, I would love to have sixty-two thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would be lo- I will be I will be boatloading
0: money if I had a million with me right now. I'd, I'd be like swimming in it. I,
1: I'd, be, I'd be happy if someone gave me a hundred-dollar bill right now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah, just I, like. I, you know, I'd be having someone hand me a $100 bill right now, and I'd rub it across my face and sleep with it.
0: Free. Free.
1: <laughs> it, it, basically. Ah,
0: yes. I love family members. <laughs>
1: but the, the, what I just can't wrap my head around right now is, uh, like, I thought he sold them last month, and, you know, we're coming out as this now. I was like, okay, fine.
0: Right. He sold not them
1: last, last year. year. Why wasn't was there a report on this Last year, and we're hearing this a year from now. Say, 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 like, say he sold the reins back in April of last year. That's totally fine. Why are we hearing about this now in June of this year? Unless why, you are got, hearing, why are we hearing about it 14 months later?
0: Unless you got some of reporters that don't want to write out, oh, by the way, Vince Wolford, a three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, sold his, uh, his son sold his rings, and by the way, oh, yeah, his son's in jail right now. Great, great report there, Catherine Chapman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, someone, type it out. It happened a year ago. Why are we hearing it now?
0: Oh, because of maybe the... Maybe because of the... Uh, surveillance takes a, a long yeah, time. And
1: yeah, I, and I guess, you know, a long, long investigation or something like that. But the fact I mean, that his son... I mean, the fact that his son got arrested for this last month... So the fact that he hit this for nearly a year. is like, okay, I mean, good job for hiding it. You're still an idiot.
0: Well, here's my question for you. You're in Vince Wilford's situation right now. Do you bail your own son out for selling your for selling his and rings?
1: Eventually. I'll, 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 let him, I'll let him sit in the county jail for a few days while I'm thinking about what he did. <laughs> then I'll bail him out. But, in the, but while he's just sitting in the county jail... When he comes home, he has more prison bars at his bedroom door than on his window. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be that father to do that. Oh well,
0: well, welcome home, son. Oh thank you.
1: Crap. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get three square meals. you did three square meals a day, you did one hour of exercise.
0: It'll be just like the Spongebob episode where they uh, stole the balloon on free balloon day. All right. All right, we'll let you out now. What? We stole a balloon, yeah, on Free Balloon Day. <laughs> that's like just that, that like that's you All right, you, you uh, stole your father's what? Super Bowl rings, and we are locking you up. All right, you're free to go now. Why? Your dad has a lot of money.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure Wolfork has the rings back in his property now. I hope I so. And 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 Vince, if you ever see this, I, I, I doubt it. But yeah. if you do, put them. Put them somewhere where only you know where they are,
0: and no one else. Right? It's just like, come on, man. I mean, just like we said early on in the show, you have to have them safe somewhere. Put them in a safe. Put them in like a place that no one would expect it.
1: Yeah. It's, seriously. Put, put them. Put them in. Put them under. Put them in your mattress. For all I care. Just, I mean, stash them away somewhere. Just don't throw out. Just remember to grab the reins when you're about to throw out the mattress.
0: I mean, if I'm Vince right now, I'm I i I'm freaking upset, pissed at my own oh, son. Oh
1: if, I'm, oh, if I'm well-formed, I am fuming.
0: Like, 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 I would have a sit-down with my son. I'd be like, hey, one, why? What were you thinking? Did did, did you oh, want get, to get my name on the next or something? Oh, oh,
1: oh, if I had a sit-down with my son, I'd be beating him in the next year. <laughs> I
0: like how you're the aggressive parent. I'm like the nice
1: parent. You get out the bell. You're probably whipping them. I'll, 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 I'll time travel back to the 1960s.
0: Get like a hockey stick and be like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, <right there. laughs> oh my God. I, I, I like how we're, you would definitely be playing the bad cop. I'd be playing the good cop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It, even the cop trying to just calmly explain things like I'm upset, but this is why me. Why the heck did you do this? Are you an idiot? Are you doing drugs? How dumb are
0: you? <laughs> how dumb am I? That
1: that 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 that's you. That, that how how dumb are you? Like we need money, just ask. Well here's the thing, would it have
0: been a different scenario if it if it was like his own daughter doing this? Do you think it would have been a different scenario or do you think it would have been the same?
1: And probably probably maybe about the same. I mean, I, I mean either way, if your own flesh and blood stealing from you and if they're valuable things, you're fuming. Regardless, regardless regardless if it's your son or your daughter, it doesn't matter. You're, exactly. fuming. you're, you're, you're fuming regardless. Because who exactly. knows what he spent the who knows where he spent the $6,800 Who, who exactly. knows where he could have spent it on?
0: I mean, man, if I what, what would you do with $62,000 right now?
1: I don't even know what I'll do with $100. So <laughs> like you were
0: just talking about that even five minutes ago. Oh, I'd be loving it with a $100. I don't know what I'd be doing though.
1: <laughs> Literally, if someone gave me $100 right now, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs>
0: no, what do
1: no, I do? <laughs> Basically, if someone if someone dropped like sixty two thousand dollars in my lap, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I'll probably put it in the bank. Use, use it <laughs> like, for an apartment. Like, like, say if I loaned you sixty two thousand dollars,
0: I think you you, you probably look me go.
1: No, if you dropped sixty two thousand dollars in my lap, I'm looking at you and saying, "Where the hell did you get sixty two thousand dollars from?" TikTok, no, I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> 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 my views went way up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Nick, that's yeah,
1: yeah, for every eight videos you make, you make a penny.
0: No, I, I usually post like four to five per day.
1: Well, Wednesdays okay. are my days off. Okay, fine. So make a penny. Well, guys, if you haven't been, follow this
0: guy, uh, Nick LeBlanc on TikTok. It is sports director Nick. He is almost close to, you're, you're almost at what, 12K now? Close to it?
1: Halfway right there. Yeah, about yeah, about 500 away from 30K, yeah.
0: <clears throat> Nice, nice. And if you guys don't follow me, Deb, the Sports Guy, I'm at I'm over 30k, close to 31k, and I appreciate all you guys for following. Me. Nick, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You'll probably be back for more times if 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 if, if you want to, because dude, we've had like an hour of funness of you know
1: it, it, talking. It, it about- reminds me. It, it reminds me back of our Dean days
0: exactly and if you guys love Nick he will be back more times on Wednesdays but Nick as always yeah,
1: I'll be back in my normal time on Saturday Devin's going to be there as well Devin's going to be my special guest as well and we'll get into a lot of <laughs> and we'll get into a lot more uh, discussions you know a lot of wild plans for the seas coming up they need a huge overhaul Bruins's overhaul and we'll probably dive into a lot of NFL headlines
0: and hopefully, next time when Nick comes on my show, he will know what to do with $62,000, right, Nick?
1: I still don't know what the hell to $62,000. <laughs> well, hopefully, by Saturday when I see you, you, <laughs> no, right I, you will not have a firm answer by Saturday. I can't see that.
0: Uh, Nick, as, as always, man, it's a pleasure having you on the show. First time, episode number eight. You made it. You made it a great one. And I will talk to you next time. And I'll see you guys next time. This is The Clutch. For the last time, I'm Devin Telgani.
1: I'm Nick (laughs) LeBlanc. Thank you for listening on to The Clutch.